Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance. The land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then looking briefly in the book of Psalms, Psalm 1, beginning at verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in, it, in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Verses 1 through 6, all of Psalm 1. Father, thank you once again for the gift, the powerful and the blessed gift of your word. Thank you, Father, for the many ways your word bless, blesses us, guides us, empowers us, strengthens us as we put it to work and plant it in our minds and our hearts each and every day. Father, more and more with every passing day, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower us to be much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. And Father, help us to be wise enough to fill our hearts and our minds with your word and wise enough to, as parents and grandparents to make it a priority to help fill our children and our grandchildren's lives with your word as well. What a gift, what a privilege it is to do that as well. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that we can have confidence that you brought a group of listeners together today to hear what you have to say to them. Father, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and then a strength and courage to respond in a way that, that pleases you. We praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We'd like to remind our listeners, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net. And we did have two individuals that I will be getting copies of the book, A Pastor's Notes, my book entitled A Pastor's Notes, God Calls the Church to Stand Boldly for Life. The two winners, Howard the Heavenly Horse, he's excited that we had two winners, though, the two persons who, again, emailed us about getting copies of the book. And remember, the book is a tool to help equip you to become uh, a believer that is equipped biblically to understand and get involved passionately with the work of standing for life and against abortion. So again, we're glad to share those books with our the listeners, the two that um, the, the first two that emailed us. Again, the title, A Pastor's Notes, God Calls the Church to Stand Boldly for Life. Today, I want to offer to the second email that we received uh, a copy of the book. Uh, again, and keep in mind, remember, our goal is that these are tools that you can use for ministry. Uh, the Intercession Chronicles is a book I wrote. It's it's fiction, but of course it's a tool to help set your prayer life on fire. And so, but also it's an evangelism tool as well. So, if you happen to be the person that receives it, again, our goal is that you'll read it, and then uh, I would encourage you to pass it on to someone else, especially to someone that's not saved, because it is a tool to help point them to Jesus Christ but also a tool to help set them on fire. And if you just want to keep the book, get another copy to give to an unsaved person because it is meant to be both an evangelism and discipleship tool, but a tool to help really strengthen your prayer life. Again, this book is, again, entitled The Intercession Chronicles. So, again, the second email request that I received requesting the book, again, we'd like to give that to you. So, again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We are very excited and blessed and honored to have as our guest once again, Apostle Betty Love of Love Ministries. Betty, how are you today? I'm doing great, Pastor Joseph. It's wonderful to be on the broadcast again. Okay, always great to have you. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Your last name is Love, and your even the sound of your voice exudes the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus as well. And so we're always grateful to have you to come on. So. If you would take time now, Betty, to kind of further uh, reintroduce yourself to our listeners, and after we do that, tell us about uh, yourself, but also about the ministry and the church, and then we want to get right into our topic. Well, Pastor Joseph, uh, it's such an honor to serve in the body of Christ, and uh, I came to the Lord at an early age, at 10 years old, gave my life to the Lord, and um, really rededicated and consecrated uh, my life to him in my early 20s. And it was shortly after that that the, the Lord launched my husband and I into youth ministry in our local body. And then we began to serve in just a plethora of areas. And uh, the Lord raised me up in women's ministry, and then in 1989, I answered the call of the Lord to the body of Christ and began, we launched Love Ministries, and I began uh, ministering in churches and denominations. Uh, the Lord has been very faithful to really open the different denominations to our ministry, um, 
many times I'm invited in to equip leaders and to bring a word of encouragement and exhortation to the body of Christ, uh, to speak into their gifts, their gift mix, their birthright, destiny, and purpose, to see those things unlocked in their lives. Um, Currently, we have a ministry, a church planet in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It's called the Miracle City Global. And um, it's on 416 East Pine Street, downtown Hattiesburg. Uh, and we live in the Hattiesburg-Laurel, Mississippi area, South Mississippi. And um, I love the Lord, love the body of Christ, uh, standing diligently with other leaders across this nation to see revival come to the church and awakening in our nation. I believe that we are poised for one of the greatest awakenings and harvest of souls like we have never seen before. And um, we are very much standing for life. We are standing for the reversal and overturn of Roe versus Wade. We believe that that is going to be a catalyst for revival. And, of course, all of the prayers of the saints and the prayer movements that have been going on for years, diligently praying for our nation and praying really for a global harvest. So our hearts are about advancing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and seeing the manifested glory of God in the earth, the heart of Jesus, the heart of the Father, um, brought to people that don't know him. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's just a portion. Okay. All right. Would you take a moment now specifically to pray for our listeners to really have ears to hear all that the Lord would have them to, to receive through the broadcast today? Father, we thank you for every listener that you have appointed to join with us today. Lord, those even in the future that will hear this broadcast. And Father, we thank you that so is the word that goes forth out of your mouth. Lord, it never returns void, but it always accomplishes what you have sent it to do. It completes its mission. It prospers. Father, your word says in Proverbs that ears that hear and eyes that see, you have made them both. So, Lord, we thank you even now that you awaken the hearts of those that are joined here today. Father, we thank you for pouring out your spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the very eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope of the calling. Lord, the glorious riches of your inheritance that is stored within us, the saints, and your incomparably great power that you have towards us, that same power that you used when you resurrected Jesus from the dead. So again, Father, We thank you for the believers and the listeners that are joined here today. Father, we agree with their purpose, their birthright, their destiny, and the plans that you have for them. Even that you are awakening in this hour, a heart for your word, a heart for prayer, but more than anything, a heart for you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Betty. Uh, I'm going to share Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20, uh, before we kind of move further here. Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 to 20, Ephesians chapter 6. That is, we uh, dive right into uh, the topics that we'll be looking at. A part of what uh, it's really, I believe the Lord's placed on our heart to deal with is the importance of bold obedience in the way we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask if you'll just start off sh- uh, just sharing on your heart why obedience is so critical to everything in the kingdom of God. Well, you know, um, in Isaiah, the first chapter, I believe it's verse 19, the Word of God says that um, if you will obey me, you will eat the best of the land. And, of course, there are, there are many scriptures about obedience. We know that the Lord um, has given us the, the example of Saul and his disobedience to the Lord. And the word from Samuel was that obedience is better than sacrifice. And I re- really I'm, believe— I'm going to have to jump in here, Betty, and we'll pick up right there on the other side of the break. Our phone guest today is Apostle Betty Love of Love Ministries. We'll be right back. Shakers with Heaven on Earth. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Betty Love of Love Ministries. And uh, Betty, if you'll pick up, uh, we were 
you were just getting into talking about the importance of bold obedience. If you'll pick up where you left off, please. Well, there is no substitute for obedience. And let me put everyone at rest. Apart from the Lord, we can do nothing. There is an expanded translation out of Isaiah 119. And it, it reads this way. If you have a willing heart to let me help you, and you will obey me, you will feast on the, the blessings of an abundant harvest. And understanding that as born-again believers who have said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit is living on the inside of us, the Spirit of Christ. God is in us. He's with us. He's not left us as orphans. Jesus said this also, if you love me, you will obey me, and I and my Father will come and make our home in your heart. And I've, I love this picture in the Word of God. And so you're, you're thinking, okay, if I really love the Lord, I'm going to obey Him. And it's like our part, our response. But Jesus said this word also. He said, you love me because I love you first. And I believe it is the love of God that he has shed abroad in our heart by the power of Holy Spirit that as we yield our lives to the Lord and we're willing to be willing as we love him because he is pouring his love out on our lives, it causes that obedience, that wanting to obey the Lord to come forth. And as we begin to walk in obedience to his word, renewing our hearts and our minds, and living in a relationship with Him, a communion with Him, not just on Sunday morning, not just on Wednesday night, not just in that prayer meeting or Bible study group, but when we begin to develop a relationship with Him, knowing Him through His Word, knowing Him by the Spirit, and spending time in His presence, then it takes us back to the Isaiah, if you are willing and you will allow me to help you, there's the key. He's, he's living with us. He is our helper. And then you read that powerful passage out of Ephesians, and it is a footprint for victory. I mean, the Lord says, uh, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God. Because our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And there's another passage of scripture that would go with that over in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6, actually. But if you look at that, it says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. And every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And then verse 6 says, and once your obedience is complete, you'll be able to punish every act of disobedience. Now, we're not talking about punishing people, but we're recognizing from the pa passage that you, you read, Pastor Joseph, out of Ephesians. Our struggle is against flesh and blood. Jesus has defeated the enemy at the cross by his life and the giving of his life on the cross and his resurrection. So what he's saying to us in 2 Corinthians is this. 
Our weapons are not worldly weapons, but they are mighty through the Lord, through his power. A stronghold is anything that has a stronghold of you in your mind, will, and emotions. But we have power through the Lord, through the power of his name, through the power of his word, by his spirit, yea, God. And even in obedience, we have power through him to pull down strongholds, cast down imaginations. Many of the things that come into our minds, we are inundated in a society that is is full of things that are contrary to the word of God, and, and they're bombarding people in so many different areas, from media to what is, you know, in the spirit realm over cities, what's coming through the media. But the Lord says we have power to pull down strongholds, cast down imaginations, and anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, commanding our thoughts to become captive to the obedience of Christ, that we have the mind of Christ. And anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God would be those things that are contrary to God's word and Mm -hmm. his will. So, for example, if you are dealing with fear, we know that in our nation right now, there's a lot of economic crisis. There are people that are dealing with sickness. There, There are life situations that are serious. But God says in his word, be not afraid and be not discouraged. You read that right out of Joshua today. He also says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So if we are being inundated with anxiety, with fear, that's not of the Lord. Because he says, I haven't given you a spirit of fear. He said also, I don't give to you as the world gives to you. I'll not leave you as orphans. I'll give you another one, a counselor, to be with you. And and so, again, as we, one of the keys to overcoming is renewing our hearts and minds, washing with the water of the Word. That's how we, we read the Word, we speak the Word, we put the Word on our circumstances. That is a weapon that enables in our minds. So if something comes into our thinking that is contrary to what God says, then we immediately recognize it and rather let rather than letting it dominate our thought life, we take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And once we've done that, we can turn around and execute vengeance on the enemy and the judgment written. What do I mean? That enemy of fear. Fear you have no place in my life. The word of God says whatsoever I bind on earth, whatever I forbid on earth is already forbidden in heaven. It's already bound there. Jesus said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. So we don't have to let fear, worry, anxiety dominate our lives because the Lord's word says so. So again, once you've brought that thought captive, renounced it, accepted God's word, when you put the word on it, then that is that is punishing that spirit of fear, so to speak, in the spirit realm. It's going to mm. take it out. So mm. does that make sense, Pastor Joseph? It does. I hope I explained that well. It does. It does. And I, I think it, as you touched on so beautifully, it's so important for us to understand that 
God's Word, which is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God, but spending time in God's Word and putting God's Word to work in our life is central to everything in the kingdom of God in our walk with the Lord. And so we can't over overstate how important God's Word is to every believer as well, though. So, But uh, w- would you uh, pray for believers to have a growing hunger for the Word of God in their lives and an understanding of the need to make it the, the high priority of their lives? Absolutely. Father, we thank you for your goodness. And Lord, we know that it is the goodness, it is the loving kindness of God that draws us to repentance. Lord, the very repentance that changes the way we think. Lord, in view of your mercy, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, your word says to present our members unto you a living sacrifice. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you're able to test and approve God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, there are people listening right now on this call, and there is a hunger that is stirring in their hearts and in their spirit, and they want to know you, and they want to know you, Jesus, and the power of your resurrection, and they want to have a clear understanding in your word. And Lord, your word says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But the Spirit searches out the deep things of God to make them known to us. Father, in this new covenant that Jesus come a guarantee of, your word says that in the new covenant that you will write your word on the tablets of our hearts and our minds. So from the least to the greatest, the youngest to the oldest, we will know you. And so today, Lord, awaken within every listener the desire to know you and to know your word. And Lord God, I thank you that you draw us into those places of intimacy, those places, Lord, where when we just open the word of God, it comes alive. Father, I thank you. The word that is stored, the content of your word that is stored in the listeners today, there was a place where those six water pots were filled to the brim with the water, and Lord, then they were changed to wine. And Lord, I believe that is just a picture of the Holy Spirit. And when your word comes alive in us, and it begins to speak to us when we rise up and when we lie down and when we walk along the way, Lord, we thank you for your written word. We thank you for the rhema word that is coming alive and speaking to us off the page. We thank you, Lord, for your prophetic voice, releasing your heart, your mind, your counsel to us. And we thank you for the preceding word that man does not live by the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And Lord, your word, it is your word. It's coming out of your mouth, the mouth of the Lord. And so we thank you, Father, for just awakening your word and the now of heaven and a heart within every believer to know your word and to know the word, to know Jesus in an intimate way like we've not known before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Betty. You know, Betty, something uh, very closely related to what you've been sharing about, too, and something that the Lord has put on my heart as of late that is so important in the body of Christ is that in parents taking the time to disciple their children, it's so important that parents uh, make it a goal to really help their children to become diligent students of Scripture as well. And you know, something that I see is an area of need is for many parents to see the importance of specifically having their children to read out loud to them on a daily basis. And the reason being, of course, is because sometimes they may tell a child to do something, sometimes they'll do it, and sometimes they won't. But when the parent has the child to read out loud to them, they know they've done it, but also it can be an intimate time of discipleship between parent and child as well. But I wanted to ask you if you'd share your thoughts about that, and we want to pray about that as well. Well, um, I would say this. You know, the Bible is very clear about parents training up their children and about binding the Word around our necks and, um, you know, talking about the Word and speaking of the Word when we rise up. One of the scriptures I just prayed a few minutes ago, there is no substitute for the Word of God being mm-hmm. released in our homes and to our children. And right. I think it is a false expectation to think that the church is going to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and again, I know that in, in our assembly and people are definitely equipping children and giving them the Word, but it is a responsibility of every believer, every parent in a believing home that they take the time to introduce their children to the Lord through His Word. And I remember years ago, that's something that we have done from the very beginning with our children, and it's made all of the difference in their lives. But having a time of prayer, having a time of reading of the Word, bringing them into our prayer time, not excluding them, but including them, and I remember um, in the early days when when our our son was very young, the Lord spoke to my heart, and and this is what He said: If He cannot hear your voice and obey you, He's going to have a hard time hearing my voice. And so, children, there is a hunger and thirst in children, especially small children, to learn. Uh, they're, they're generally wanting to please their parents to introduce them at, at an early age. The youngest age possible to the Lord is something that is going to serve them well, especially in the society and the world in which we live today when there are so many things that are to capture our young people. The Bible says that one generation will declare his work to another, and I think this is also a challenge to parents that they not just. Have hey, I'm going to have to jump in one more time here for a break, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Apostle Betty Love of Love Ministries. We'll be right back.
goes to you. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Apostle Betty Love of Love Ministries. And uh, Betty, if you'll pick up right there, you were sharing about uh, you were addressing the need for parents to be diligent in helping their children to get into the Word of God. And also when you're done sharing, if you'll pray for parents to grow in their understanding of the need to make that, uh, well, for a fresh anointing to be diligent in doing just that with their children. Well, I will say this again. There is no substitute for the influence and the impact that that parents, that God has ordained for parents to have on their children. And as they grow, there are many voices that will seek to capture their attention. And there are a lot of untruths out there. But your, as a parent, your relationship with the Lord will be evident. It, it's... Um, some things are more caught than taught, and as you begin to model, and it, it's not, I, I don't need, mean to put it in like a rigid box at all because it's a relationship, but as they begin to see you live your life in Christ out before them, as they see you respond to situations and circumstances in prayer and putting the word on it, as Jesus becomes evident in your life, then you are influencing them by the example that you set. If you spend time in prayer and reading the Word, they will see you doing that. And as a result, as you include them in a Word time and a prayer time, especially as they are young, it will instill that in them not something extra, but something that is actually a part of the lifestyle you live, that Jesus is actually Lord of your life and Lord of your home. It's the declaration that Joshua made, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And so it's not just putting him first, second, or third, it's that he is Lord. And so it's a Christ-centered home. Uh, another w- way to instill the Word of God in them and 
I can tell you when our children were four and five years old, they were confessing the Word of God. And it was a result of hearing me pray out loud and confess the Word. And when you begin to speak the Word out loud, the written Word of God, it affects the atmosphere where you are in your home. And Joseph, as you were praying, as you were sharing the Scripture out of Ephesians, putting on the armor, some of the prayer confessions that we pray on a regular basis are scriptures that go with the armor. Might not have time to do all of it, but just a little portion here. Mm-hmm. For example, in prayer, praying the word out loud with your family, and you can confess it together and read it together. Father, clothe me with the armor of light, the blood of Jesus, the armor of Jesus, according to Ephesians six ten through 18. I'll put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace. I take up the shield of faith to extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy. I'll put on the helmet of salvation and wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And I pray in the Spirit with all kinds of requests. I bind myself to the truth, who is Jesus. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. It is written, I know the truth, and the truth sets me free. I receive the gospel of truth, the gospel of my salvation. Holy Spirit of truth, permeate my being, permeate our home. I bind myself to the righteousness of my God in Christ Jesus. I am established in righteousness. Oppression is far from me. I have nothing to fear. Terror is far removed. It will not come near me. If any one or thing attacks me, it's not the doing of the Lord. Whoever and whatever attacks me has to surrender to me in the name of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against me will prosper, and I refute every tongue that would rise to accuse me. This is the heritage of the saints, and their vindication is of me, says the Lord. I love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, the Lord has set me above my companions by anointing me with the oil of gladness. I am clothed with the crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. My God has clothed me with a robe of righteousness. Holy Spirit of righteousness, permeate my being. Fill our home with your righteousness. That is, Pastor Joseph, a portion of each piece of the armor. As a believer, when you are born again, we are clothed with Christ. Those That armor is available to us. As a believer, one of the first things that we receive is the gospel of truth, and that's a belt. And then that breastplate of righteousness, not because of what we do, but because we believed in Jesus. And so what I did, the Lord directed me, was to take scripture that goes with truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, the sword of the Spirit. And so as I was confessing that word, you know, again, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right out of the Mm -hmm. book of John. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Um, The righteous scripture, I am established in righteousness, oppression is far from me. That's right out of Isaiah 54. So what happens is you, as a parent and as a family, you begin to confess the word out loud. It's not only changing the atmosphere, it's changing you. It's renewing your heart and your mind to what the Word of God says about you. And in doing that as a parent, then your your children begin in, 
to be influenced more by the Word of God, more by your voice, than the enemy. Because the enemy has an assignment, especially against believers' homes and children. He does not want them to walk in the ways of the Lord. But it's our responsibility as parents to train up our children and to give them the truth of the Word, especially when we see our nation and future generations right now having identity crisis. Their identity is going to come through the Father by Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And and so if they don't have a good foundation of the Lord and the Word of God, then they won't recognize the truth from a lie, and it's going to be hard for them to stand, especially in the world in which we live. So being able to equip them, and it doesn't have to be hard. And I would say to every parent listening, you are well qualified to do this. Just open up the book and read it. You know, even and a good place to start is with the Psalms or in the book of John gives a great understanding of the word. Ephesians is a good book, but but just do it and Mm -hmm. and you will find a difference in your life, but also in your children. Mm -hmm. So may I pray now? Yes, please do. Father, I thank you for the hearts of those, the listeners here today. And Father, I know that it is the desire of every parent. John said, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are walking with the Lord. And Father, it is our desire that we would train and equip our children according to their bent, that we would introduce them to Jesus at the earliest age. And when they come to the age of accountability, that they would indeed receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord. Let us do diligence in sharing the scripture, reading the scripture, and confessing the scripture in our homes and training our children with your word. And Father, I ask, I thank you that there is an anointing, there is the presence and power of your spirit within every parent right now and grandparent that enables us to be able to do just that. I believe that there is a very special anointing presence of the Lord, Father, that you have given each one of us to be able to equip our children and future generations. So, Lord, I thank you for your grace, your supernatural ability abounding in every parent, every grandparent, and Lord, even spiritual parents, as they are instructing, equipping, and raising up future generations, families that will serve you, Lord, and future generations that will walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Betty. wanted to ask you, is it possible if a listener wants to get a copy of the confessional that you had based on Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, can that be made available? Absolutely. They can go to our web our website. It's Love Ministries Live L I V E dot com. And I believe it's under if you if you click on the blog, there is one that says prayers of confession. And they're powerful and it doesn't matter what denomination that you, you know, are from or in. It is the Word of God, and the Word works. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, okay. We'd invite you to go there, loveministrieslive.com. Uh, click on the blog, and just if you'll scroll down, there's going to be prayers of confession. Okay, okay. And that one in particular that you used, if you if you could email that to me so that I could make it available to listeners as well, would really appreciate that then, okay? I'll be glad to do that. All right, all righty. Well, thank you so much, uh, Betty. Our time is just about completely gone. In the last 30 seconds or so, anything further you'd like to share with our listeners? Just that it's been a joy to be here, and I really want to encourage uh, those that are listening, Lord, just breathe fresh courage into every parent, grandparent, and listener as we are standing to see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living, in our nation, in our families, in our cities, in our state. Harvest is coming. I believe that a wonderful harvest of souls for His glory. All right. Thank you so much, Betty. Uh, And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you know you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never made that all-important step of giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, He's longing for you to make that step today. Would you simply pray this prayer with me if you'd like to give your life to the Lord today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me with an everlasting love. You love me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. You told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to hear from you. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some resources and literature that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Betty, one more time, would you share the website for your ministry and uh, Global City, uh, Miracle City Global as well? Absolutely. Miracle City Global, 416 East Pine Street, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, our our ministry website is loveministrieslive.com, and we would love to hear from you. All right. Betty, thank you so much for being with us once again today. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our listening ministry. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.